Are you not feeling satisfied with your current work situation? That you feel like it's meaningless? That you don't really have anything meaningful to go to work to? That you are fucking done with it and, and you feel like you're just going day after day back and forth between your job and your home and then you know, you're off on the weekends, but it's just this recovery or you go out with your friends or whatever. But but maybe you have started to feel like there is something more to life, that that you have something on your heart that, that is, you know, this little little voice that that is whispering uh, back and forth, you know, that that there is something more for you, that you can actually pursue something that is meaningful for you in life. So today we will speak about all about that. And the, the, the theme here is that in order to change our external reality, we need to change our internal reality. And by doing that, it means to shred layers of um, ways we have looked at ourselves before and take off the masks in order to step up and step into something new because we need some sort of change in order for things to start to be different in the external world so when we change in the internal that will reflect in the external and the best guide we have is our fear. So when we feel fear, that's a great indication that we are on the right path towards purpose in life. So this is a Man I Am podcast with your hosts, Leo and Julian. And that, that's the main issue that so many people are facing, that why people are not pursuing their dreams and their inner, innermost calling is because they have all these fears. And the fears is like the, the bridge between you and your purpose. So when you face your fears and go over that bridge, you will end up at your purpose. And the, the, the amazing thing is that you don't even need to have like found your purpose, um, you know, the whole way. But, but when you have started on that journey of facing your fears, and to actually start to look within yourself instead of, you know, just feeling, oh, and no, I'm, I'm doing it tomorrow or whatever, like you procrastinate or that you feel scared of doing it. So you, you um, numb yourself in different, you know, th- with different things like porn or with uh, uh, food or TV shows or whatever, you know? So, but when you, when you have, you know, planted that seed of I've started to face my fears and I know the process and it's not that bad actually you you there is really no stepping back from that then it's just you know keep on going and some days can be very challenging and I feel it for myself as well I I am I feel like I've come a long way towards my purpose in life and what I am here to do. Uh, I still have a journey left uh, and a lot to uncover. And I think that we, we change and we uncover 
so many aspects of ourselves and how we want to intervene with the world and in what way we are to uh, be at service. And that changes over time, I, I believe. But uh, on this journey, there are, you know, some qualities that that is really helping us to to um, uh, continue moving forward. And, and that is, first of all, to when you realize that I don't need to be afraid of being afraid. Like, I don't know how, how, how it is about you, Julian, but that was like a huge realization for me that I had a couple of years ago. Uh, even though I can forget it for time to time, I still coming back to that. I, I, I don't need to fear my fear. Uh, how does yeah, that look a... for, for you? Yeah. <clears throat> that's a great sentence. And right to the start, I would like to share a story when it comes to quitting the job and feeling the fear. Because when I was traveling in Mexico, all of a sudden, within one week, I heard Berlin 10 times. So I knew life was guiding me to go to Berlin. And then I ended up in Berlin. I got a job within six days. I got a home within a week, which I heard many people struggle for months. And I just went there because life was guiding me. And I got everything I needed right away. And then I quit my job, got another one, quit that one, got another one in a cafe. And I felt that my time there was coming to an end after like six months, but I didn't listen. And what happened then one evening was that I cut my thumb uh, when I was cleaning and I needed to go to the hospital to get stitches. And then I was on sick leave for like three, four weeks. And so I've, I knew life was telling me, hey, your time here is coming to an end. Quit and do something else. But I didn't. So I had to learn the hard way. And after that, I quit. And I remember that feeling sitting on that window bench, staring out into the garden of the home where I was living, calling my boss and telling him like, hey, I'm not coming back. And I felt so nervous and I felt like, what am I doing here? And after that, I went for a walk and I, f I felt that fear of like, okay, now what? And I realized in that moment that the not knowing what's next and not having the answers right away is what keeps most people where they are because they want to have control they want to have the knowing what's next and i was there myself for so long and in many areas i could shed that and lean into that feeling of okay this feels uncomfortable i don't know what's coming next but i'm figuring it out courageously and curiously and see what's unfolding and Allowing that fear to be there and, and realizing that it's basically just a sensation in the body, like joy and happiness and sadness and excitement, fear has also its place. And every emotion that we are feeling can be the compass, like this feels like exciting expansion and this feels more like contraction and like not so good. And then it's the gift of discrimination to realize, okay, what is actually the ego trying to prevent me from going there? And what is a, a healthy fear that tells me like, oh, this is exciting and I'm nervous about it because I don't know, but I'm curious. 
and mm. walking that path is i believe a, th- a thin line of like where's your ego tricking you and saying like no no this is not good better don't do this when there's actually so much growth available and where is it really the true excitement and maybe a little bit of fear there but it is your soul guiding you forward on your path and then you need to go through that and whenever i did that great things happened i mean in in 2017 when i wanted to move into a small village in the middle of nature um i quit my the apartment that i was renting with my flatmates i sold most of the stuff that i had because the house was so much smaller and then eventually i didn't end up moving into that house but i ended up traveling the world with my motorbike and i had no idea i had some savings from the jobs that i had next to my high school and i was saving and i said i'm go and i travel and i had no idea in which direction i only knew one destination in the beginning in austria to visit my grandpa and after that i was going with the flow and i trusted that life guides me from country to country place to place and following that path and listening to the voice inside listening to the intuition letting it guide me led me to the most amazing places relationships experiences and it's the journey of my life i would say i will never forget that and so leaning into the fear and trusting the not knowing can lead to the most amazing adventures and it is the same with your job if you don't want to do it anymore and you don't know what's coming next be curious and start asking the question hey what would i prefer to do um i'm complete for now you wanted to say yeah, something, Leo. Yeah, uh, you know, in regards to fear, what you said about being in that contraction mo- mode uh, or excitement uh, that you feel excited. And and the, the funny thing is that we can really build the relationship that we want with fear. Because the thing is, when we realize when we actually realize through embodied experience that when we face our fears and step out into the unknown, that we that life unfolds in the most spectacular ways, like Julian just described with his journey traveling the world, it was a leap of faith and, and he needed to face his fears doing it. But, and, and the more experience we have of facing our fears and then come out on the other side of it where there is lightness and 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 you know this openness to to the world we can choose what the relationship we want to fear in itself and so so one of them is that i you know especially when we don't know what's on the other f- side of the fear we we uh, might contract we feel like oh fuck i i don't know what i'm giving myself into and it feels hard and all this resistance is building up and it's just blocking us and keeping us away from getting to the other side of the fear and to actually because it doesn't need to be hard. It can be very easy, a very easy process. So instead, if we recognize that 
we have this fear within us right now because there is something new that is unfolding in our life and we can feel it and and we we have a choice if we want to lean into the fear or if we want to to block it and keep uh, keep us ourselves away from it but then when the fear comes we can just see this as a guiding compass like oh fuck i am about to shred another layer of myself so i can step in and be more authentic be more of myself and and to really uh, experience more of life all of what it has to offer when it comes to um another path in uh, in uh, our our work uh, that we do or or uh, with with partnership or whatever it is that it can be this guiding compass and then you know many times for me nowadays it's like i when i feel fear i get excited i don't contract i feel excited and i'm ready to fucking step all in and meet and face it because i know there is some goodiness on the other side of the fear when i when i choose to feel it and move through it and then when i've done that i've shredded through another layer of myself that is not serving me and just keeps me playing small in my life and something that just is that is coming up right now julian that i it's it's so hard to understand in a way and at the same time i understand why understand why people do it but it's it's isn't it very strange that we we only have this lifetime you know when we are in this body and have the opportunity to live life as full as we want and then so many people choose to contract themselves and keep themselves small instead and you know when we really come to think of it it isn't that very weird and and it's also really interesting to look at you know when you hear about people having near-death experiences my dad had that for example when when he was um i was like one year old and it was in the middle of a uh, in the winter it was a snowstorm we were driving the car and suddenly he got a lot of pain in his um um left or right side of the stomach um i i can't remember um and and then he i i actually don't know the english word for it but it, it uh, an inflammatory uh, part that you have in your stomach i i can't remember the the english word for it but either way um it's something that you can get and it's really common um and they can just remove it and then it's all good uh, basically but it hurts like hell and anyways so so he got this um uh, so he went to the uh, to the hospital, and um, and they were to remove this part, so he, yeah, he would be better again. But during the time he um, he had narcosis, so so he was asleep. But then he stopped. Uh, his um, um, throat shut 
shot so so he couldn't breathe anymore and he 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 really struggled and fought you know really uh, thought with fighted to 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 breathe and to get um air through uh, down to his lungs but he couldn't it was just completely closed um so he had maybe you know it, it went really fast and he 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 fighted so much so he started to damage the started to make damage on his own lungs um and what happened was that they needed to uh, make a hole uh, in his throat so he could start to breathe again and that that experience was he was very close to die basically he had i don't know maybe a half a minute left or something it was really critical very very critical um but he survived uh, and also he he like woke up from the narcosis in the state where he couldn't breathe <laughs> so it was like yeah it was intense and he i remember he he told me after that um that he started to see life in a different light. He started to appreciate what he had in another way. And I can really see that in him uh, in many ways today, that, that he is, you know, he can sit out on the, um, uh, you know, in the summers, drinking his coffee, and looking into the sun and he's just enjoying life to its fullest and he's so present and stuff like that you know and it's so cool to see when that happens with people like when you really see that something shifted and and i don't know what i would wanted to say with this julian but but it <laughs> you, isn't it, you started with yeah. uh, that it's interesting that people yeah sometimes miss the point and yeah. like wait for something to happen and mm -hmm. i remember that and i have the realization today still sometimes like no one will come and do the work for me yeah. no one will come and take my pain away from me no one will come and change my life for me it's up to me if i want to change something i need to change it and i heard that sentence a billion times and yet it's landing again and again and I need to remind myself. And maybe this is a reminder for you now if you're listening. No one will come and change your life. You need to own everything. You need to own your pain. You need to own your gifts. And take full responsibility for it. And we talked about that right before the podcast because I was a few minutes late. Um, after the time that we said we would meet. And I already said I will be five minutes late. And still I was later than five minutes. So I said, I'm sorry, I didn't take responsibility for my time. And how and we do time. anything and for your yeah. time. Yeah. And there's this saying, how we do anything is how we do everything. And might be true, might not be true. For me, it is true. If I'm neglecting one area, I'm neglecting all other areas because it's all connected. There is no, yeah, I'm good here, but I'm not good there. It's all connected. If you're lacking in health, then you can't thrive in your work. If you're not fulfilled in your work, you bring that into your relationships. So if one area sucks, 
basically everything sucks a little bit. And when it sucks a little bit and you not take care of it, it will continue and get stronger and stronger. And this is mostly what causes emotional pain or physical pain in the body when there is something telling us, hey, something is not right, you need to change it, you need to own it, you need to look at it. And I'm like, no, 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 I don't look at it. Pain comes. First it's emotionally. If I'm not looking at it, it becomes physically. And when it becomes physically, it mostly sucks. And that's when some people I've seen do something and some just take medication and don't do anything and just continue numbing it. And I numbed myself for the majority of my life emotionally because I didn't know how to express it. I didn't know how to be in my body. I didn't know how to responsibly express what I feel and stop the blaming game from the outside. Yeah, because of that and because of that. No, 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 no. I feel this. And often when I'm just saying I feel sad or I feel this or I feel that and I sit with that, that's enough. Nothing needs to be fixed on the outside. Nothing needs to be changed on the outside in order for me to feel different. And waiting for something to happen, you only have, like Leo said, this life, 80, 90, maybe 100. Let's aim for 120 years. Okay. It's such a short moment. When I look at my little daughter, she's seven months now. She's changing and growing so much and so fast. And this period of time is not coming back. And she's not waiting for something. She's constantly moving forward, growing, walking, eating, exploring her teeth, everything. She's not laying there and waiting there. I wait until I can walk and then I walk. Like, no, she practices every fucking day to walk. And when I'm waiting for something to happen, I wait until I'm dead. And I saw family members that have passed away, sad and overweight and unfulfilled, sitting for the last 15 years in front of their television, watching the news and doing nothing. And I know that I'm not ending up like this. And this is why I took responsibility for my health. I look what I eat, what I need, how much of what I need. I am taking care of my health when through working out, going into nature, and I'm taking care of my emotional well-being through meditation, breath work, qigong, energy work, journaling, all that stuff. Because I know if I'm not doing it, no one will do it. And it just gets harder and harder and harder. And... So nothing will change unless you change. It's all up to us. And um, yeah, we talked about responsibility a little bit before the recording as well. And I'm curious if there's something that, will, that you would like to add, Leo. Um, yeah. Uh, it's, yeah, it's very interesting, this, you know, of it's our, it's on us to, to change. It's on us to shift. It's on us to step up and step in and lean in and to do the actual work we can't expect anyone else to do it it's up to us period like that's it then we can get help from others we can get inspiration from others uh i mean be inspired by others and we can uh, commit together that can be easier uh, and it is a lot easier many times when you commit together with other people. But somewhere during this journey, it's also very interesting that 
this journey of life that some people choose to go this path and some don't. And that is very interesting. And I believe that we need to have that initial inspiration or longing or maybe even, and I think that's the most potent one, is when we have internal pain. We suffer because when we suffer, we want to end the suffering. So we start to uh, look for, for, for answers and look for ways to, to end the suffering that we are experiencing within ourselves. One way to do it is to numb ourselves. And both me and Julian have been doing that, like Julian said, the most uh, of our lives. And we stopped with that maybe, I don't know, seven years ago when we started to realize like, ah, there's another way. Uh, I would like to throw something in here real quick. Yeah. Before yeah, you continue, is that the last place where people want to look for the suffering is within. Mostly everyone yeah. tries to fix and change the outside instead of just sit. And that's yeah. the problem in the first place that nobody wants to take responsibility for what's going on within. And even in like, you know, spiritual community, there are so many fucking people that are like, oh, but I'm going to attend this, this course and then it's all good. Or, um, you know, I'm going to meditate myself to freedom or whatever. Like, no, you need to face your own shadows. You need to face yourself and you need to face your own shit and you need to feel it and you need to go through it. Otherwise, you you can, th there will no, not be any real growth for you and, and real uh, realizations for you where you uncover who you truly are and where you are able to recognize what's your unique way to express yourself that can help others in this lifetime. Um, but there needs to be some initi initiative or something within us that where we feel like, no, fuck, I, I can't do it like this anymore. And probably you as listeners sitting here with us now have already had that realization that, oh, fuck, I, I can't go on like this. There must be something else. There must be another way of living. There must be something greater to life than this struggling, uh, the, this struggle and this, you know, monotone being a slave to someone else uh, and getting your paycheck, but you can't really get out of it because you are dependent on that paycheck. Mm -hmm. And when you are in that state of, fuck, I can't do this anymore. Congratulations, you have come a long, much longer way than most people ha uh, will or have been, you know, through their whole life. Because most people are, maybe they start to feel something like, oh, I don't like this. But instead, they just look forward to the weekend and to and plan things to do. And then they go on vacations and then they, you know, they, they find ways to distract themselves. And as soon as they come home, they just replace, um, you know, working the whole day, they, they, they replace that input of constantly being, you know, alert in, in the mind with something else like television or their kids or whatever. So 
they don't really have any time to really stop and to feel that initial hit of, oh fuck, I can't do this anymore. They don't let themselves stop enough to feel that even. And, and that becomes their reality. And they don't even, might even not be aware that they are, you know, tr- truly miserable. Um, and I don't say, of course, that all people are that, that don't, you know, <laughs> start to look within. Uh, maybe they are like happy on the surface. Uh, but they, they, it's easy to be that, easier to be that when you are constantly, you know, just numbing yourself. And, and for some people, we, we stop and we feel like, what the fuck am I doing? I don't want to spend my life like this. I don't want to numb myself. I don't want to keep going in this, having this life where I don't feel really fulfilled. I, I just looking forward to the weekend so so that I can numb myself even more or whatever. Like And just to, and yeah. the work weekend when you look at it and change an E to an A, then it's weekend. So you come from five days that week you and then you're weekend and you enjoy that pleasure time. And like two things that come up. The sentence I can't do this anymore. If you just say that and you sit with what's coming up afterwards, because this is not you speaking, this is a part within you that's calling you forth to live life in a different way. And the one who can't do it anymore is in so much pain that the constant doing is distracting you from. So speaking that sentence out, it's like, and then sitting with it. If you just do that, your life will transform. Yeah. And then this whole idea of nine to five and five days a week, looking at when it was implemented, just to bring some awareness, like it was implemented by Henry Ford because they needed workers in the factories and public school was implemented because they needed factory workers. So they broke people from living and thriving their lives into now you go into that system because we need you broken listening to us because you need to work in the factories. But now life is changing, earth is completely transforming and we don't need it anymore. It hasn't served us. Yes, it has served the world to become what it is now, but now the world is not the most thriving place anymore for how we could be and live on this planet. And so all this overworking, spending so many hours of your life working isn't serving most of the people. We need more recharge. We need more connection to nature. We need more connection and community to people. And this is the most important thing. Leo said that if you need help on your way, if you want support, reach out to somebody. If you feel alone, start building a network and a tribe around you because this is the most important currency that we have. It's community. It's people around us that can support us. And when you start living in a community, you also realize you need way less stuff. Like I'm living in a, in the middle of nature now, there are like 20 houses around us. And we just moved three weeks ago and we're connecting with all the people and there are more people grow their own food. We have neighbors and we ask each other, Hey, do you need something when we go shopping? 
So everybody's helping each other out. And if we are less in that, I need to do it all alone and like fight my way through life and like elbow first, and you open up more to letting support in, letting life in, and letting other people in, everything starts changing and you can spend way more time enjoying quality time with others compared to spending so much time in an office or in your car or whatever it is that you do. And if you thrive in what you do, nice, continue doing it and look in another area where you would like to improve it. But if you're not happy, then change something. You have the power to do so. And I believe that's uh, something where many people are stuck. Like they don't see that they actually have the power to do so. And being stuck in powerlessness is like, it sucks. I know how it is to be there when you don't see that you can make a change. And then start asking yourself questions like, what tiny step can I do? Maybe it's start brushing your teeth with your left hand and do some change in your life. That's like weird for your brain. So your brain starts developing new patterns and then go from there like start as simple as you can find it to make a change yeah something that i started to do uh i don't know six seven years ago was to make make my bed every morning the first thing that i did in the morning um just to to get that as a habit like feeling you know doing something where i succeed the first thing and it's fucking simple but if i i'm not doing that i start to don't do other things as well and then i end up you know not going really anywhere um and also something that is really can be very helpful regards to you know purpose and the, you know that is so big that word in itself like purpose in life what is my purpose let that that in itself can be so fucking overwhelming. So, and the thing is, you can't really know your purpose before you start to face your fears and and have the fears as your compass. So, lean into the fears is what will guide you to your purpose. So, whenever you feel like, oh fuck, I don't want to do this, it feels I, I'm scared of doing it. You know, coming from that place of scarcity. That you feel like, oh no, I can't, I can't do that. Can I? No, I can't. But but that is the thing. If you face your fears in those areas, it will guide you towards something that you actually want. And it can also be very supportive because that was something that I did was when I felt like I had my nine to five job, uh, working five days a week um, as a preschool teacher, and I felt like I can't do this anymore this isn't for me. There is something else that wants to be created through me. I don't know what it is, but I know there is something. And instead of, you know, starting to figure out in my mind, like, what is it that I'm going to do instead? I started to do what I did was that I took a piece of paper and a pen, and I wrote down, what is it that I'm longing for? And I feel felt like, okay, I, I, I won't be my uh, own boss for the first. And second was that I want to be able to work wherever I want, whenever I want it. 
and however I want to do it. And and those things were very felt very strong within me. I felt like, ooh, yes, this is something that I would actually want. You know, and, and I started to imagine like being able to, you know, travel the world and and to meet new people and to to be able to, you know, work from my computer um with something that I enjoy, but I don't really know what it is yet. So I don't know what I am going to do, but I know that this like format feels very uh, compelling for me. Like that feels like something that I really want. Just, you know, because I I felt like I don't have that much energy in the afternoons. And then having the job that I had, we had like, you know, working late some days to like 7 p.m., having meetings the last two hours in the day, and I was just completely done from working a whole day and then sitting in meetings for two hours in the afternoon. That was like killing my spirit. That was fucking... It was undoable for me. I, I, I couldn't stand it. And... And now I, I have the opportunity, now, as you might know, I, I work as a transformational coach and I'm still building my business from the ground up, but, but I, I, I got clients, I have, you know, I have an income from that and, and I'm just so blessed that I can, you know, go up whenever I want in the morning. Actually, I go up five in the morning because... I, I feel that that is supporting me. I feel supported by going up that early. I start my day with meditation and then I have like um, two blocks in the um, in the morning where I sit for two hours each with breakfast in between and work on the thing that moves the needle in my business, basically. So I have like four hours of dedicated work every morning and that type of commitment or that type of discipline hasn't, you know, come from straight from the, you know, uh, from the air. That's something that I have really worked towards in order to, to have that routine that is really supporting me. And also I am so, I have such a great uh, creative flow and I'm so sharp in the mornings. So what I put in, when I put in like four hours of work in, in, in the morning, that is basically, you know, the work of a whole, you know, eight hour day or even more, actually. Like, I feel like I'm so fucking locked in so many, not every morning, but, but many of them that I, you know, I, I, I've, I'm so sharp and then I can have the afternoon doing a little bit of everything that I feel that I want to. And I have some client calls and I have some meetings or whatever. But, but um, uh, you know, I can, I can really spend the time um, the rest of the day as I want. And so, so I am really close to that initial 
I want to do something that I where I feel free, can do whatever I want, when I want it, and how I want it. That is basically a reality for me now. And I, I had that, you know, initial um, question coming up just half a year ago. No, one and a half year ago, I mean. And that is not such a long time. And of course, I had also done a lot of, you know, inner work before that with, you know, meditating for a couple of years and, and stuff like that. That has also been very supportive for me. Um, but, but you know, from really being an ID or, or more of such a fucking pain that I felt like, no, this isn't, this can't be it. If this is it, I'm not, I'm not in it. I, I don't want to be a part of it. It's like, fuck. It needs to be something more. And I felt like if I hadn't had that drive, I wouldn't be able to, to have accomplished what I've done so far. I, we need that, you know, ah, drive within ourselves. That we have, that, that it's more scary or it's more, you know, depressing being stuck or being where in that situation that we are in than actually pursuing what is, you know, really challenging because we need to meet our, uh, face our fears and all that stuff. And we will have moments where it's really hard. But it doesn't need to take that much time either. It's just a matter of a decision. Yeah, and, that's uh, true. And yeah. I'm, I know yeah. for me it was the thought of knowing where I am in 20 years, if I would have continued with my studies. Um, after high school, I started studying mechanical engineering. And then the journey happens and I quit the studies. And I said, like, no, no I'm not working so hard in the studies now to then get a good office job and work like nine to five for 40 years. And knowing where I would have ended up probably like, yeah, you climb the ladder and then it's like, great, you have that job. It's like, then I know exactly how my life will look like. And I know many people who went that path. They're not happy. They are not where I want to be. They don't have what I want to have. And so I started to figure out what do I want? What is it? And as a side note, also on that path, I got trapped in like, yeah, they do that and they look happy. This is what I want. So I still looked in the beginning on the outside, like, yeah, they have this cool business and do this and that. And it's like, is this my truth? And the more I started to figure out how do I want to live and what do I really want? I could shed that as well and figure out, oh, it's actually a pretty simple life with Maybe growing food, that's what I will start this year and doing some work online and spending, uh, like creating stuff physically, like the stuff that fulfills me. And paradoxically, when I do stuff that fulfills me, everything else becomes so much easier because I'm taking like true action to myself and I speak my truth. And when you are on that path, your truth is changing. Whenever you let go of an old belief system whenever you release some trauma from your body 
you're a new person and then you have maybe new desires and new needs and new wants. And I also figured that I'm not getting what I want when I want it, but when I'm ready for it and when I open up to receive it and to let it into my life, to welcome it. And yeah, it takes discipline to be patient and to pursue the path of your own. Because it's easy to walk a path that someone else has walked before. But being on a journey where you're taking the first step on your life every day for the rest of your life, it's new in the beginning and it can take some energy to, until your whole nervous system is programmed to like, this is safe and this is my direction and this makes sense and this is fulfilling. And letting go of this whole idea of happiness was a big thing for me as well on that. Um, when you're aiming for like, I just want to be happy all the time, like aim for something else is my recommendation. Aim for fulfillment and aim for satisfaction or aim for peace. Something that's really a value you can move from through your whole life. Because if you try to be happy all the time, it will be hard to be in, at peace with all emotions. But when you learn to, and that's what's helping me, learn to love all the emotions and be at peace deep inside, even when I'm sad, even when I feel low, oh, life is really hard right now. And these periods are still there. And they probably will be there for the rest of my life. But I'm at peace with being okay, even if I'm not okay. And this for me is the true gift of living the life on my own terms that I have the time when I need it and I can take the time when I need it. And I can do what I want to do when I feel like, yeah, now is a great time for that. And also having the structure, like you said, Leo, you have your morning routine and some evening routine and how, how I nurture myself throughout the day. Because in the beginning when I quit my jobs and I was like, now I have the whole day, what do I do with all this time? It can be overwhelming, there's no structure. But then having an idea of what to do throughout the day is so fulfilling. And then just taking it every day and having a like kind of vision, writing it down and moving towards that vision. And along the path, when I got some stuff that I wanted, I figured sometimes, oh, I actually don't want that. And then I could give it away again. Or sometimes I received stuff that I didn't know I want but I liked it so much. So there's no fixed point in life of like, this is it. It's life and this is it. And the rest is the journey and observing and witnessing all that happens is, uh, is one of the greatest gifts. Yeah. yeah. It, um, it truly is. And, and the, the, because we are all always experiencing new emotions and different emotions. Uh, and it's always changing. And if we really let them come through, we feel it uh, to completion, like kids do. Uh, and the thing that penetrates through all emotions is love. So can you love your anger? Can you love being, you know, depressed? 
No, it's fucking hard, but but the truth is that there's a part of you that has been rejected, and therefore you feel a certain way, you know? You feel depressed because you are trying to push something down that wants to come up. So can you love being in that depressive state, knowing that there is some aspect of you that you are not looking at? Some, some aspect of you that you are not fully um, giving your time and energy to. So, yeah, there is so many things, you know, we can talk about when it comes to purpose. And uh, today it's been a very uh, interesting session here and we because following the fear is such a big and big part of it and then it also comes to you know and we will speak about that more later on but okay the next problem we we face when we are going to face our fears fears is that it's fucking scary to face our fears basically that's why not so many people are doing it. We're trying to find ways around the fear, but you know, it's there until we feel it. Because the fear is really something within us that we are afraid of. And as long as we are afraid of it, we can't really, you know, uh, move through it and not be afraid of it anymore. We need to face it in order to be free from it. And that can be tricky and that can be scary and that can be, maybe you feel like, oh, everything sounds great that you are saying, but, but I, I feel doomed already because I don't know how to face my fears. I don't know how to, to do that. I just end up numbing myself anyway, so I can, can, I should just give up. Maybe you feel like that. And I'm just telling you that we will cover more around how to, to really face the fear and what it's really, what it really is and what it stands for and all your um, views on what it is and what is, what of those, uh, what views that you have of fear that is actually real and what it's just fake, something that you are making up in your head. Uh, but stay tuned for that and for now I feel that we are finished is there anything that you want to add Julian before we, we end today's episode well the last sentence that came up now was that if you can observe the thoughts that you want to give up you're closer than you think you are beautiful okay so this has been a Man I Am podcast with your host Leon Julian sign out for today Love you guys. Bye.